Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Monday, January 16th. It is seven minutes after nine and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning and thanks for being here. Well, lawyers for President Biden found more classified documents at his home in Wilmington more than previously known. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. Here we go again. Like more on top of the more that they found before? Like more. Yeah. White House lawyer Richard Sauber said in a statement that a total of six pages of classified Classified documents were found during a search of his private library. The White House said previously that only a single page was found there. This is in addition to the discovery of documents found in December in his garage and in November at his offices at the Penn Biden Center in Washington. All of these from his time when he was vice president. Okay, so just to recap to make sure that I am on top of what's happening here, you've got the library mm-hmm. that was paid for by the Chinese. <laughs> You've got the garage mm-hmm. with the classic car. Next to the Corvette. Right. Locked safely. And now you've got the house. Correct. So you've got three different areas mm-hmm. where classified documents were mm-hmm. found. Now, I do have some follow-up questions. Okay. And these are probably make me a radical right-wing, uh, semi-fascist, democracy-hating, MAGA, whatever. You were that before these documents came out, we were told, but... Great, thank you. Um, Who are the people finding the documents, right? Like, this is an act of national security, and usually you'd think, like, local hero saves country from potential (laughs) terrorism and espionage. Like, someone would be out getting credit for this. But we keep hearing they They. are finding, or the president's people, or the Mm -hmm. president's attorneys, or Mm -hmm. who are they... Mm -hmm. And what were initially they looking for? Mm, good question. Like, was this Goonies, where they <laughs> went into an old home and discovered a grate that leads them down into the sewers? Mm-hmm. Was this uh, Indiana Jones-esque e- expedition? Mm-hmm. What were these people looking for and who were they? It's more like National Treasure. Uh, yes, thank where you. Where they were That's... getting clues uh-huh. on the back of the Declaration of Independence yes. and they had to follow the map to find the intrinsic documents. Uh, they didn't explain why the White House waited two days to provide an updated accounting of the numbers on top of the previous two months. Yeah, so, okay. So, I, we got a lot of audio to get to, and we're going to play this throughout the day today, because I find this just fascinating, because I am now more convinced than ever that these documents may not have actually even been there. 
but because Joe Biden has absolutely no idea a lot of times who he is, where he is, or what's happening, mm-hmm. that they can just make up anything at this point, <laughs> and he does not have the mental capacity mm-hmm. to refute it. Well, he's surprised. I am t- I, I, I am at this point more convinced either those documents were not actually there, or they have been there the entire time, and someone knew they were there and said, okay, Grandpa has served his use, mm-hmm. time for Grandpa to go. Right. Here's the documents. I'm, I'm more convinced that one of the, than ever than one of those two things are happening. If that makes me a tinfoil hat, if that makes me a conspiracy theorist, okay. But we got so much audio to get to today. First one, mm-hmm. random, confused, likely accidental act of journalism breaking out over at CNN. They had Jamie Raskin, who is a lunatic left U.S. rep on, and they did a pretty good job of grilling him over those classified documents. Now we learn that President Biden had roughly 20 classified documents, including some marked top secret in three different locations by Biden's own standard. Wasn't Biden totally irresponsible with classified information? And aren't we right to wonder, to use Biden's words, quote, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? Well, and I think we'll get to the bottom of all of that. I mean, that's why special counsel uh, has been appointed by Attorney General Merrick Garland. He did the right thing there to look into it. Um, You know, I'm hoping that we will keep a sense of symmetry about our analysis of these situations and a sense of proportion about the underlying offenses. There's some people who are trying to compare uh, having a government document um, that should no longer be in your possession to inciting uh, a violent insurrection against the government of the United States. And those are obviously completely different things. That's apples and oranges. So we should keep a a sense of proportion and measure about what we're talking about. Okay, proportion and measure. Well, this puts President Biden in potential violation of laws protecting national security, including the Espionage Act and Presidential Records Act. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's all sorts of things, right? And they've set the standard. That's the issue here is that they have set the standard. He set the standard with his indictment of Trump, with Mm -hmm. his demeaning of Trump, with his going all over the place. How can you be so irresponsible? Right. Mm -hmm. And and it, it does then raise the more interesting question, which is, did he? Was it like, ah, here we go. Uh, You were not here yet, but when the uh, state health commissioner, Dr. Box, professional Mm -hmm. gynecologist, was uh, going on TV weekly and finger wagging at people about whether it's not getting the vaccine or not wearing a mask. And she had gone on statewide television and finger wagged at people about social distancing or masking or whatever else after she knows she had gone to her kid's wedding without wearing a mask like Mm -hmm. she had that event had already happened by the time she had done that Mm -hmm. and then of course because there are so many people in this state who loathe those people they just happened to shoot me over some photos of her not being in a mask and then it was a big statewide and even national news story you're you're welcome for giving society that anyway i'm digressing here the point is she did that knowing she had done that but is it the arrogance of that person in the case of dr box professional gynecologist who is also the state health commissioner to to do that i mean she knows she did the one thing and then is telling you to do the other thing right so in the case of biden is it that he was so arrogant 
that he knew, hey, these documents are everywhere and I always get away with it, so whatever. Or is it, as I'm speculating now, that maybe the stuff was never there? It has to be one of the two things. Or is it that he's a total and complete narcissist and all you have to do is let them talk because when they speak, well, it's a confession. Also an option. Okay, uh, Jay, uh, Comer, not to be confused with James Comey, James mm-hmm. Comer is a rep, uh, sta- a U.S. rep from Kentucky mm-hmm. and he is going to be in charge, he is going to be in charge of investigating a lot of the Biden stuff, whether it's Hunter Biden, the Biden crime syndicate, the Biden crime family. He was uh, on CBS and over the weekend, and he was talking about um, how Biden likely withheld these documents in order to help Democrats in the midterm. At the end of the day, my biggest concern isn't the classified documents, to be honest with you. My concern is how there's such a discrepancy in how former President Trump was treated by raiding Mar-a-Lago, by getting the security cameras, by taking pictures of documents on the on the floor, by going through Melania's closet versus Joe Biden. They're like, OK, you, you're, you're personal lawyers who don't have security clearance. You know, they can go through. They can just keep yeah. looking and keep looking and, and, you know, determine whatever's there. That's not equal treatment and we're very concerned and there's a lack of trust here at the department of justice by house republicans that's the outrage yeah so suppressing information during midterms sure could have changed the outcome especially what happened in georgia well this is twice it's happened and this is when you get away with they do it again 2020 Mm -hmm. the hunter biden laptop story what happened they had the information it was suppressed it wasn't allowed to be shared they're two for two Mm -hmm. in terms of doing this because the media is totally in cahoots with the Democrats and far-left causes. And speaking of Hunter, he was renting the place while the documents were there, and he was getting charged $50,000 a month Ah, to live in Dad's home. Yes, so this is well, that's a okay. high price for rent. I, I want to get into that. Can we play this last clip of cringe on Pierre? And then when we come back, I okay. want to get into that because that needs a little bit of time because another thing has happened where these two things cannot be true. So let's let's uh, let's play this clip from cringe on Pierre. So on Thursday, uh, cringe on Pierre who is one of the dumbest people alive, <laughs> said that the public should assume <laughs> that they were done finding documents. And this is so weird because I expected her to be totally trustworthy. In the statement from the special counsel about the second set of documents, that the lawyers have completed the ongoing review by the president's legal uh, team last night. Does that mean there are no other locations where documents can be stored? There's no other search underway at this moment in time for documents from the vice president's time. So as uh, as I'm just going to again that that statement pretty much lays it lays that lays it out that uh, they um, they have uh, as part as the lawyers they look through the places where documents could have been. Uh, Stored and the counsel's office release a statement uh, on that. Now it is in the hands of the special counsel. So we should assume that it's been completed. You should assume that it's been completed, yes. (laughs) They looked in places where they assumed documents would have been next to his Corvette. Not one of those places, apparently. (laughs) You know, over two days, she said that Biden takes it seriously 28 times. But I think what we're missing here is a comma. Biden takes classified documents comma (laughs) seriously all right when we come back i want to get into this thing about how much hunter biden was paying to live there and what joe biden claimed he made in rent off the home because these two things Mm -hmm. cannot both be true all right you're listening to kendall and casey on 93 wibc good morning 
Good morning. It is 921. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And Hunter Biden lived off and on at the Delaware home where classified documents from Joe Biden's time as vice president were found. This gave him unrestricted access to America's secrets while he was addicted to drugs, hammering out shady foreign business dealings and under federal investigation. So let's see here. He's 52 years old. He began listing the Wilmington home as his address following his 2017 divorce. Now, this is Joe Biden's house. Joe Biden's house. This is what Hunter did. He even at one point falsely claimed he owned the property. Property uh. on a background check that was part of a rental application. And keep in mind, this is all happening while he was addicted to cocaine. Okay, so basically at 40, it's it's just under $50,000 a month. Now, the value of this home, according to one source, was about $2 million. Mm-hmm. So this guy allegedly was paying... $50,000 a month-ish, which comes out to $600,000 a year, to live in a house that is valued at $2 million. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense <laughs> to anyone? No. Now, at the same time, according to sources, mm-hmm. Joe Biden, I think it's various financial disclosures or whatever, Joe Biden had rented that home for $19,800. So Biden's claiming $19,800 worth of rent. Mm -hmm. At the same time, Hunter Biden is claiming that he paid upwards of $50,000 a month month. in rent. These two things cannot be true. And if the one with Hunter Biden, even if the Joe Biden claiming whatever number, $19,800 or whatever it is, is true, Hunter Biden is not true. Hunter, the idea that Hunter Biden is paying, paying almost $50,000 a month to live in a house that is a $2 million home is utterly ridiculous, which then totally is in line with 10% for the big guy. Ah. I believe the phrase we're looking for here is money funneling. Mm-hmm. And wasn't this happening at the same time that he had that Ocean View rental in California, uh, that was a six-bedroom, six-bath mansion that had a gym pool, tasting room, built-in barbecue spot, and a guest house. But this comes back. Okay, th- this should not be news to people, though, right? We're like, we're reeling off this data that, you know, obviously this is totally ridiculous. There was clearly nefarious things at, at work here. Clearly, Joe Biden, because it was his home, mm-hmm. was fully aware of what was going on. But again, it comes back to, and by the way, I heard Tony use my phrase this morning. He did not credit me for it, which was very disheartening. But you get the government you deserve. Mm-hmm. And it is it is heartening, while I did not get credit for it, that the uh, that Tony was using a phrase that we use on the show because it's true. And the reason these people do this is because they keep getting away with it. Mm-hmm. Because we as the voters have said it's all fine. And we just, once again, in this election cycle, whether it's in Pennsylvania, where hi, good night, everybody, got elected to the U.S. Senate, or here in Indiana, in which the guy who's now the uh, the, uh, Secretary of State Mm -hmm. figured out a way, legally, apparently, to vote in a county different from where he was taking a homestead credit while conveniently he was running for U.S. Congress, we just keep rewarding all over this country. And boy, you don't get to say here if you're a Diego voter, well, these people and their crummy, terrible candidates, 
We had some of the worst candidates possible here, and we overwhelmingly elected them. Why? Because we hate Democrats. And Democrats in Pennsylvania overwhelmingly elected. Hi, good night, everybody, because they hate Republicans. Mm-hmm. We're all guilty of it. A pox on all of our houses. So look in the mirror, and until you're ready to fix it, these people are going to keep scheming and scamming the American public. Now, I ha- I heard CNN asking, how can Joe Biden be so dim-witted while being a criminal mastermind all at the same time. And I thought, okay, that's a good question because, you know, we pick on Joe Biden all the time for, you know, not knowing how to exit the stage and falling off a bike and just not being able to pronounce things. So how can he be so airheaded and have such a a criminal mastermind at the same time? Well, I I thought thought about it. Oh, okay. I've got an answer. Oh, great. And here's the answer. Uh Uh-huh. It doesn't take a genius to peddle access. Well, you're right. No, perfect. That's such a, that's and, su- yes, perfect. And he did these things with these documents seven to 10 years ago before the signs of dementia set in. Well, you're, yeah, you're absolutely right. All right. So speaking of hundred, by the way, real quick, I just wanted to play this. It's apropos of nothing. It is nothing to do with what we're talking about here, but I think this is utterly hilarious. Joe Biden, I think this was at the ML, some Martin Luther King Day event. Yeah, he was speaking at the Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta. Uh, and I just want to play this hilarious clip of him attempting to say the name of Katanji Brown Jackson. This is who he appointed. Mm-hmm. He appointed yeah. to the Supreme Court. Yeah. Listen. Those are the words of Kajan, Kajan, Katanji Brown Jackson, our Supreme Court Justice. Can we do that just one more time just for fun before we go to a break? Because mm-hmm. I think that's just, that's outstanding. Well, you know, if she can't define a woman, we can't pronounce her name. Yes. <laughs> that's right. One more time, please, as we go Those to a break. Those are the words of Kajan, Kajan, Katanji Drown Jackson, <laughs> our Supreme Court Justice. Thanks. I'll show myself out now. Okay. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning, 9.32. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is Monday. Happy Monday. So the U.S. government will hit its borrowing limit next week, forcing Congress into negotiations over the debt limit much sooner than expected. A potential date for the nation to default isn't expected until the summer, but Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said on Friday that we're going to hit the debt ceiling this week, January 15th. What is that? Or January 19th. What is that? Thursday? Yeah, today is the 16th. Yeah. So Thursday, we could hit the debt ceiling, and she has said she will counter with extraordinary measures to keep U.S. finances up and running for a few more months. Of course, in April, they're going to get a windfall of cash your tax money, but that won't sustain us for the next three months. Uh, no, and so, the, I mean, think about the, the, this is pathetic. We, our country as a collective every year mm-hmm. consumes our government trillions of dollars in tax revenue, trillion with the T mm-hmm. in tax revenue, and it seemingly goes up every single year. And despite the fact that we consume as a country, our government, trillions of dollars in tax revenue that goes up every single year, it never seems to be enough money. Not doesn't seem. It clearly is not ever right. enough money based on the fact that we run deficits every single year in the trillions. That's pathetic. That's embarrassing. However, the good news about this is those 
Johnny Tough Guy House Republicans, mm-hmm. led by Kevin McCarthy mm-hmm. and his professional cheerleader slash fanboy Jim Banks, who voted for Kevin McCarthy not one, not two, not three, not four. I don't want to take up the whole show. It would take me that long to count how many times Jim Banks voted for Kevin McCarthy. Came on this radio station, others begging people to vote for Kevin McCarthy. We're going to find out, because Jim told us, oh, Kevin's a great guy. Mm -hmm. Kevin's real conservative. Kevin's very dedicated to getting spending and inflation under control. And what have we been telling you for weeks now? We'll see when this debt ceiling hits and we're there. None of that stuff about defunding the IRS agents Mm -hmm. or abolishing the income tax or getting rid of the IRS. That's bullcrap. Those people don't actually want that. They don't actually intend to do that. They would crap their pants if if it ever actually happened. These people are not serious people. And now we will find out if they're serious people because they hold all the cards and they will never be more powerful than they are right now because of their leverage over the debt ceiling. And McCarthy agreed that the U.S. House Republicans wouldn't agree to raise or suspend the debt limit without a budget agreement. Right. So this is where the proof is in the pudding. We'll see what he does, right? We're going to find out if Jim Banks' best friend, who he told all of us, now keep in mind, This is totally fair game because Jim Banks is running for U.S. Senate. By the way, Jim Banks is doing this obnoxious thing where he's tweeting as a U.S. Senate candidate Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. without declaring that he's running for U.S. Senate. Dude. He's beaten up on Biden a lot. Oh, boy, what a tough guy. (laughs) But Jim Banks is going to have to answer. Jim Banks and Kevin McCarthy are now the same guy. Because it's not like, well, you know, I held out and then I got these concessions and I, you know, was really wanting these things. No, there's 20 people that get to say that. He is not one of them. Victoria Sparks, who also probably running for U.S. Senate, she doesn't get to say that either because she was present and wanted to go behind closed doors where no one could see what was going on. She still wanted Kevin McCarthy. These two people are going to own whatever Kevin McCarthy does because they had an opportunity to stand up to him. And not only did they not stand up to him, they were professional rah-rah people and cheerleaders for Kevin McCarthy. So we're going to find out Mm -hmm. real quick whether Kevin McCarthy has found the strength of 10 conservatives plus two (laughs) or we were fed a line of bullcrap. And if Jim Banks was stupid enough to believe Kevin McCarthy's bullcrap, which apparently he was, then he's accountable for whatever happens. So good luck running for U.S. Senate. So Moody's Analytics says that global financial markets in the economy would be upended. And even if resolved quickly, Americans would be paying for this default for generations. Not just you and I, Rob, Uh but my daughter and your unborn child would be paying for this. Uh, So this is always interesting, right? Because nothing made me want to do something more when I was in local government, like someone telling me, you can't, the world will end. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I don't believe the world will end. Let's just see. Uh, You know, I am Mel Gibson in, uh, in, uh, what's the movie with uh, Danny Glover, uh, Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't threaten me with a good time and we always hear this right well you can't not raise the debt ceiling our entire markets will collapse society will be in ruin dogs and cats living together Mm -hmm. mass hysteria yes yeah Uh, but so then the argument is well if you can never not raise the debt ceiling then you can never stop government from spending egregious amounts of money Mm -hmm. when in reality the debt ceiling 
and you being in charge of the debt ceiling is the only actual tool that you have to get the government spending under control, saying, if you don't do these things, we will allow this to happen. So I'm very excited that, I guess, by Janet Yellen's calculations, mm -hmm. by Thursday, yep. we'll have an answer. Yeah. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and let's talk about what's going on in Chicago, the Windy City. <laughs> so the mayor's re-election campaign sent an email to Chicago public school teachers asking them to encourage their students to volunteer to help Lightfoot win a second term as mayor, even earning class credit. This is this is the most Chicago thing ever. Mm -hmm. So apparently Lori Lightfoot's mm -hmm. staff mm -hmm. reached out to public school teachers in Chicago and said the mayor would smile upon you offering extra credit to your students mm -hmm if they volunteer for her campaign. Yeah. Yeah, she said they're simply looking for enthusiastic, curious, and hardworking young people eager to help the mayor win this spring. Now, I have certainly seen in the past where like a teacher might say, look, if you this uh, spring volunteer for a political campaign of some sort, you know, whether it's a, a sheriff or it's a town council or it's a whatever, and you, you know, do it and you write a report on it and whatever, then I'll give you extra credit. Mm -hmm. But they're certainly not saying... You must volunteer mm -hmm. for this specific candidate's political campaign in order to be eligible for the extra credit. My daughter was actually on the mayor's council, the Mishawaka mayor, when she was in high school, but she didn't get high school credit for it. It was just like a thing to put on her resume. What did she do? Experience. What does that mean she was on the council? I, I I, I don't know. We'd have to ask her. Oh. She did. <laughs> it, was, it was such a positive experience. No one knows what she did. That is the most government thing ever. We've got this. It, it was like learning civics uh. and, and just getting involved. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, so here is Lori Lightfoot. She was on one of the weekend talk shows uh, trying to explain away this... Uh, well, this for anyone else, it would be an embarrassing little blunder, but for her, it's just uh, business as usual. Mayor Lightfoot, I got to get you on one controversial thing uh, before we let you go. Your campaign, uh, re-election campaign, is under investigation after being accused of trying to recruit Chicago public school students to help you get re-elected. What's your response to this story that, out of NBC News? Well, I, I, I've said it many times and I'll repeat it here. Look, in our, in, in our zeal to make sure that young people had an opportunity to participate in air flocking to our campaign, uh, uh, one of our staffers uh, reached out um, through publicly available information to CPS teachers and our city colleges, and that was just simply a mistake. I'm the mayor of the city. I'm not an, uh, somebody aspiring to be the mayor. And the wall between the campaign and the official side has to be impenetrable. And it will be. And that was a mistake. Well, at least she's admitting in this mistake. But like you said, this is so Chicago. It's like organized crime syndicate. Everything is protection, cronyism, bribes, hush money payoffs. Four of the past 10 governors have gone to prison. It's actually one of the least offensive things that has happened in Chicago. But imagine if one of those kids got hurt while they were doing this. Well, good. Yeah, good point, Casey. Knocking on doors uh, in Chicago, probably not the safest thing to do. I also love the fact that she described it as, I believe, there's such a zeal <laughs> for our campaign. Mm -hmm. Like, do you think what percentage of people 18 years and under, which is who she was reaching out mm -hmm. to, wake up every day going, 
I have such zeal for Mayor Lori Lightfoot. I can't go wait to fight for the mayor. I mean, Illinois has the same problem that Indiana does, only it's the other party. Democrats in Illinois aren't afraid of voters. These people are totally and completely shameless. (laughs) They are, Casey, they they are absolutely shameless. And I say these people, I'm talking about these politicians as a collective people in both parties, the arrogance, the narcissism, the deceit. I mean, these people have criminal minds in many cases, and they have no shame whatsoever. Well, and of course, Lightfoot expected the teachers to comply. They're part of the political machine. Yes. It's like asking a teammate to receive a pass. Of course they're open. Sure. They'll catch the and ball. She, and she's probably going to be reelected, and she's yeah. probably going to be rewarded, and her job performance is pathetic. She's so bad, she's about to lose the Chicago Bears. <laughs> On top of everything else, that is what a terrible mayor this woman has been. She's about The Chicago Bears are about to leave the city of Chicago. An unthinkable thing on top of everything else. And this person will probably be elected, reelected, will probably be overwhelmingly reelected because that's what we do. We tribalize, we hop in corners, and we never hold our side accountable. It is 943. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Do you want to talk about Hunter Biden's baby mama now or should we take a break? Let's take a break. All right. We've uh, got that on the way from 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 946. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And Richard Allen's murder trial will be in Delphi. It's on allegations that he killed Libby German and Abby Williams back on February 13th of 2017. His jury, however, will be from another county. The special special judge said that it will be difficult, if not impossible, to find a jury in Carroll County. The witnesses are all there. The community has invested interest in seeing justice done. So finding people who are impartial within that county will be difficult. Now, people of the law may be able to comment on this better than I would. And by maybe, I mean, they would be able to comment on this better than I would. But I thought this was very interesting because, and we had talked about this before, there's zero way you could let that guy could get a fair trial amongst people of that county. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way if you mm-hmm. live in Delphi or anywhere near Delphi, you're not intimately familiar and have some sort of preconceived notion whether he did it, didn't do it, worked with others, what you know, whatever your deal is. So the judge, it seemed like to me, was kind of like trying to split the baby in the sense of, okay, so you're now going to dramatically inconvenience someone who you're already asking to serve their community on a very difficult thing by saying, well, you've not only got to serve the people, uh, the you've got to serve in the sense of you got to ju- be a jury. And obviously this is not going to be a trial. It's going to be a seven minute trial. This is not, you know, uh, running a red light or speeding. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, it's probably going to be a weeks long trial. And now you're saying you may have to come move completely across the state for a month, mm-hmm. maybe more, be away from your family, away from all sorts of, you know, comforts of home. That uh, that just seemed like a very odd thing. And I, w- I would still think it would remain hard to get a fair trial in that community. 
because of the passion that will no doubt. I mean, you know, there's going to be protesters. There's going to be, you know, people who don't think he did it. They're going to be all over the place. And I get that they're saying, well, from the witness standpoint, blah, blah, blah. But the biggest sacrifice is really on the jury Mm -hmm. because they're the ones who are going to continuously day after day after day. You know, if you're a witness, hey, I got to drive to Vandenberg County. Okay. Pain in the backside. Absolutely. But you do it. You're done with it. Everybody goes their merry way. The jury mm-hmm. is going to have to do this every day. So on top of a, an immense sacrifice to your community in terms of a very hard thing you're going to have to do, now you're going to have to do it in a hotel room. Yeah. Well, I mean, it has been a five-year investigation. So, of course, everybody in that community has heard about it and has some opinion on what happened. And the judge asked the prosecutors to submit different counties where they might pick jurors from. Could be the one next door. Could be one from across the state. It could be us. (laughs) Maybe we will be chosen. I doubt that. Well, I'd love to go in there and interview for that one. Actually, you know, I'd probably be about as fair a juror as you could possibly get because Mm -hmm. I'm the best of both worlds. I'm totally inclined to believe that there are evil, awful, terrible people who do narcissistic, stupid stuff. But I'm also inclined to believe that the government is wholly corrupt and would not be above framing someone for a terrible act. So I might be the perfect person to have on this jury. You're too informed. You already have an opinion. I don't have an opinion. I have no idea whether this guy did it or not. We've talked about this. Now, I have given opinions on different things that have happened in the case, so that probably would exclude me. Mm-hmm. But in ter- I have no idea whether this guy did it or not. We've talked about how uh, the probable cause affidavit is littered with holes and things that are going to certainly have to be filled in if you're going to convict this guy beyond a reasonable doubt is there, there's some circumstantial stuff that's super interesting yes does he put himself in the vicinity of the scene during the events or near the time of the events yes but there's a whole bunch of stuff in there that it's like this is not you know, this is not Gacy with the bodies mm-hmm. buried under the house. This this prosecution, if all they've got is that probable cause affidavit, they've got a long way to go. Well, prosecutors said the tool marks on an unfired bullet found at the scene match the tool marks of bullets ejected from his semi-automatic pistol. But you have no idea how these girls died. You have no idea if that was the weapon. There's nothing in that the, in that report that says this was the weapon used in the commission of the crime. And if you're a defense attorney, mm-hmm. you're going to just rip that apart because all you have to do is convince one person of some form of reasonable doubt. And that's the way our system was set up by design so that the onus is on the government to have to prove guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. And I, I'm just telling you right now, if all they go in there is with what we, we the public, have seen, and given the fact that Doug Carter is the state police superintendent, it's highly possible that... Uh, they're not going to win that case if, well, if he gets a fair trial. Okay, but I also think that judges don't want to give the defense an easy opportunity to overturn on an appeal. And it's easier to change where the jury is from than to retry the guy. Well, I know, but that's why I don't understand, Casey, about why he wouldn't just move it all together. I still maintain that that trial being in Carroll County, mm-hmm. where everybody's got an opinion and as passionate as people across the state have been, you've got certainly people there because they knew the victims, they know this guy, are going to be amped up and you're going to have people who are just professional troublemakers that are also looking to stir things up, agitators, et cetera, who will be down there. I think it's going to be very hard to get a fair trial keeping that 
court that courtroom mm-hmm. in Carroll County. Yeah. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and Hunter Biden asked a judge to deny his four-year-old daughter from taking his name. This is sick. This is so gross, Casey. Hunter Biden claimed that the name Biden is a lightning rod for criticism and (laughs) would rob the child of a peaceful existence. Yeah, this is... This yeah, is, yeah, the name is what's <laughs> robbing her of a peaceful existence. And, and think about this. So your dad is the president of the United States, mm. the most powerful man, arguably, in the entire world. Mm-hmm. You, they have That family has enriched themselves beyond belief. But your argument is, well, that would not be good for this child. Mm-hmm. I mean, and to try to pin it like, well, I'm a... I'm really concerned about the child mm-hmm. who, by all accounts, doesn't he have like no interaction with? I mean, Joe Biden's never publicly even acknowledged the kid. No, none of them have. And <laughs> Biden, Hunter Biden, is fighting to lower his child support payments for Navy. That's her name, Navy. She's a cute little girl, too, cute little blondie. Uh, but yeah. The entire Biden family, Joe Biden, who professes to love his grandkids, hasn't acknowledged her or provided for her in any way. This is a guy who's really selective about his love. Now, this is the baby that they had with the, was she a stripper? Is that what she she was? She was. Yeah. And that's fine. That happens all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But clearly they have denied this child, right? And can you imagine knowing that a child is yours? And not wanting to take ownership of that child and the role that you play in that child's life, knowing that that is a life that you have created. This family, these people are despicable beyond belief. So the mom, the baby mama, says that the daughter would benefit because the name Biden is now synonymous with being well-educated, successful, financially acute, and politically (laughs) powerful. I don't know. She might want to rethink that. But Hunter says it's political warfare. And at one point, they had settled on terms. Yeah. And the mom was going to walk away. They had they had a deal. She was good. She was going to raise the baby on her own. But then Hunter went in and asked for the child support payments to be lowered due to his awful financial situation, citing substantial material change in his financial circumstances. And that's when the mom said, okay, you know what? We agreed. You came back. You're trying to change the deal. Yeah. Due to your scheming and scamming, Mm -hmm. uh, you don't make as much money. Your scheming and scamming being revealed, you don't make as much as you once did because you can't scheme and scam nearly as much as you once did. His substantial material change. Well, that's because the big guy was taking the 10% for the house in Delaware. At the same time, he's got the Ocean View place in California. Well, you know who's losing on this one? The kid. The kid. Kendall and Casey are on 93 WIBC. Good morning.